CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... poor Richard's almanac the other day, and right there was the answer to a mystery that's been puzzling me for months. It was as if Benjamin Franklin himself had come forward 200 years in time and was standing next to me in front of the precinct house, putting me wise to the truth behind that one million dollar caper. But I'm getting ahead of my story. Mrs. Worth, I'm scared stiff. Well, what are you afraid of, honey? Who's after scaring a little heifer like you? It's what's in this envelope. You just look inside. Is that money real? I don't know. I've never seen so many $500 bills before. Well, how much is there? $50,000. Ooh. I found it. But how do I keep it? You're right, honey. People have been killed for less. mystery drama, The Million Dollar Scam, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis. It stars Jennifer Harmon and Joan Shea. I shall return shortly with Act One. What's E.G. talking about? Benjamin Franklin involved in some million-dollar dishonesty? No, no, no. It's what Franklin wrote in his almanac that clued me into the story behind this story. Money, he said, never made a man happy yet. There's nothing in its nature to produce happiness. The more a person has, the more he wants. Instead of filling a vacuum, it makes one. Wonder if old Ben was right. How much is the old lady good for? I'd say a quarter of a million, Stan. Maybe more. 250,000, hmm? Mm, that's my conservative guess. She's got that much lying around? Or available. In what? Antiques? Paintings? Bulky stuff that it takes time to get rid of? At least 100,000 in cash. Well, then this 50,000 ought to be enough cheese for the mouse. Oh, we should get back triple that. She runs a house in the city, one in Newport, and a big estate in Virginia. That takes cash on hand to pay the help and running expenses. June, baby, I think you're going to land a big one. I thought you'd be pleased. Meeting you was the best thing that ever happened to me, darling. That takes all kinds, I guess. You look society, honey. You got class. You dress good. That blonde hair, you could turn out to be the greatest con artist in the USA. So long as you think so, Stan. The job's yours, honey. Go in there and make a killing. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh. 
I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to run into you. My goodness. You're stepping on my dog. I'm terribly sorry I didn't see him. Of course you didn't see my poor defenseless little Wilbur. Oh, come on up here to Mama. It's all right, Wilbur. The lady didn't mean to step on you. Oh, I really didn't mean it, honest. You're sure he's all right? I'd never forgive myself if I'd hurt him. Oh, Wilbur's just fine, honey. Oh, you see, I had my mind on something else. I wasn't looking where I was going. All forgiven. Oh, there goes the green light. Shall we cross? I always come to this part of the park every single day. Makes me cry for the great outdoors. But that's what happens in life. You're from the West, aren't you? <laughs> Everybody notices that right away. Yeah, Wolf Point, Montana. And I sure do miss it. But I married a man who was from the East, and I laid him to rest two years ago. And somehow I just stayed on here and never been back. Well, you should go. Don't you have any relatives in Montana? Near you one. Say, for an Easterner, you're sure interested in the West. What's your name, honey? My name's June Henderson. I have no relatives left either. I live right here in the city. Mine's Billy Worth. I was christened Wilhelmina. But where I come from, that takes too long to say. <laughs> You've heard of Worth Industries, I expect. Well, that's me. Me and Wilbur. No, poor thing. He sure had a real streak of bad luck since we come east. People keep stepping on him. <laughs> well, it's a dog's life, they say. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Worth, Wilbur's bad luck may be my good luck. I mean, meeting you. Well, now, isn't that a nice thing to say? You see, Mrs. Worth... Now, you just better call me Billy, or I won't know who you're talking to. Oh, Billy, I am scared stiff. I guess that's why I bumped into you at the corner. I wasn't thinking. I was in panic, Phil. What are you afraid of, honey? Who's after scaring a little heifer like you? It isn't anyone. It's... It's what's in this envelope. Say, that's quite a package. You just look inside. Oh, dog my cats. Is that money real? I don't know. I've never seen so many $500 bills before. Well, it sure looks real. How much is there? I counted it in the ladies' room where I found it. $50,000. Honey lamb, you are in luck. I was on my lunch break, and I went to the ladies' room, and there was this fat envelope. Well, then why didn't you give it to someone? Uh, no, don't answer that. I probably wouldn't have either. I was afraid. I, I don't know why. I hadn't done anything wrong. I guess it's because I work in that bank. Oh, where you found it was in a bank. Well, what are you going to do now? Would you be my witness? Witness to what? That I'm not a thief. That I didn't have any bad intentions. I wouldn't want to lose my job. They always suspect bank employees first. Honey, if you found his mother load in the ladies' room, I'm not positive, but I'd say it's yours by rights. Where I come from, if a lost steer happens to wander into your grazing lands and there ain't no brand on it, it sure is yours. Mrs. Worth, uh, Billy, I want to telephone to the bank president and tell him right now. Would you come with me? I mean, to back up what I say, I want to get this off my conscience. June, honey, 
If you have a mind to play this according to the rules, I wouldn't come between you and your peace of mind. Well, let's go find a telephone and talk to your boss. Mr. Stanley, this is June Henderson. I'm in your training program at the bank. Yes, Miss Henderson. I'm calling you because I found some money at the bank and I thought I ought to report it. You say you found some money? Yes, sir. How much, Miss Henderson? $50,000, Mr. Stanley, what? in an envelope. Just, uh, hold on a moment, will you? What's he saying? He doesn't believe me. I know he thinks I stole it. Oh, he does, does he? Give me that phone. Here. Oh, I knew I'd get into trouble. Hello, Miss Henderson. Uh, this isn't Miss Henderson. This is Billy Worth, a friend of hers. Now, what's all this about you not believing, Miss Henderson? Uh, who did you say this was? Billy Worth. Mrs. Fred Worth of Worth Industries, Montana and New York. Oh, yes, Mrs. Worth. Now, speak up. What is your problem? Well, a matter of fact, there is no problem. Uh, tell me, does the envelope containing the money have the initials G.R. on the top of the gum flap? June, are there initials on the back? A G.R.? Yes, G.R. Mr. Stanley, those initials are there. I can see them myself. All right, that envelope containing that money was rejected by our bank just a few hours ago. A lady who had no account with us came in and asked that it be transferred to a Swiss bank. We informed her our regulations didn't permit that, but that we would look into it for her. Next thing we knew, she had taken her money and left. Are you telling me this person got rid of the money? Well, what I'm saying, Mrs. Worth, is that we have no claim on that money. Now, I'll make a note that you have verified that it was found on the premises by Miss Henderson. And if in 30 days no one comes forward to claim it, then she may keep it. Thank you, Mr. Stanley. June, you may have struck it rich. In 30 days, all that moolah is officially yours. Oh, I don't know how to thank you. Mr. Stanley wasn't angry. Oh, he didn't fire me. Of course not. Well, you got rights even though you don't come from Montana. Well, what do we do now? Well, I'd say back to our favorite park bench to discuss where we're aiming to go and how we aim to get there. I mean that. I'm splitting this right down the middle. Half for each of us for everything you've done for me. I never would have been able to face up to Mr. Stanley like you did. Well, that's mighty nice of you. Oh, my gosh. What's up? Suppose the 50000 isn't real money. Why shouldn't it be? Well, how can we be sure? We could be holding counterfeit bills for 30 days, then go to spend it and we'd be arrested. Well, honey, can't you tell just by looking at the bills? Well, I'm not sure. I worked in the office, not in a teller's cage. Well, I... I'll tell you what we'll do. We just march ourselves right across the street and ask them at the bank. Oh, no, you can't do that. If the money's counterfeit, they'll want to know how we got it. Oh, we don't show them the whole bundle. We take a few bills out of the envelope, and if those are real, well, then they're all real. But is it worth the risk, walking into a strange bank? Honey, that's my bank. I live two blocks from here. I got a safe deposit box there. They know me. Besides, I'm as curious as you. Who did the artwork on these five C notes? Good day, Miss Worth. Good day, Charles. 
I thought I recognized the keeper of the vault. <laughs> now, how have you been? Oh, just fine, Mrs. Worth. Here's McKee. Uh, this is Miss Henderson, a friend of mine. June, honey, Charles has been the keeper of secret fortunes down in this vault for as long as I can remember. Oh, how long has that been, Charles? Oh, long time, Mrs. Worth, long time. And I'll put you in the first room. Okay. Oh, Charles, I have here a few $500 bills. Would you take them upstairs and get me some small change? Mm, be glad to. There, honey. How did I handle that? I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Okay, now. Let's work out a plan. I've got a real problem. I don't have any place as safe as a bank to keep the money for a month. Well, then why don't I do it? Right here in my safe deposit box. Oh, no. Why should you take such a risk for me, a, a total stranger? If it were the other way around, would you trust me with $50,000 just having met me? Honey, my late husband, Fred, he used to say, Billy, you sure know how to size up people. And I'd say, June, you are basically an honest girl and just lucky enough to have this bundle of green fall right into your lap. <laughs> I've had a few good things happen to me in my time, too. I'll show you. Mm. See these pearls? Huh? Fred gave them to me on our 20th anniversary. Oh, oh I sure do miss him. And this emerald bracelet? <gasps> our first big gusher in the Gulf of Mexico. And those packages? Mm -hmm. It's old greenbacks, honey. I don't need cash. I need excitement. <laughs> well, since Fred passed away, I, I've been like a player who's been dealt a royal flush, only nobody knows I got a great hand because nobody calls my bet. Billy, would I be out of line if I asked you to keep the 50000 for me? I said I would. And would I be out of line to ask you for some kind of collateral... Would that be fair? Oh, June, you got a good business head. I'd ask the same of you. I sure would. I never wear these rocks and pearls anyway. And these securities, you take them. Good as gold. Worth oil development. Worth trucking companies. This is a good one. Our airline. Fred named it after me. Wilhelmina Wings. We're all over the Southwest. Now, you hang on to those as security. After all, honey, we're partners. We sure are. Uh, Miss Worth? Yes, Charles? Uh, you got change in my two $500 bills? Uh, Mr. Gray, the manager, asked if you'd be so good as to stop in his office on your way out. Why? Something wrong with those bills? I don't know, Mrs. Worth. I was just told to tell you. a confidence game grow and flourish is the kind of artful dishonesty that always intrigues me. To observe the illicit in all of us. Obviously, it's only for kicks, not money, that Billy Worth is aiding and abetting this scheme. But now she's been called to the bank manager's office. Is it over before it's begun? There's only one way to find out, and that is to listen for me when I return shortly with Act Two. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
robbery is not only committed by robbers. Everyday people, given the opportunity, don't seem to mind taking what isn't theirs. To do this, conscience is bent. Ignorance is pleaded. The cause deemed worth the risk. Or the end justifies the means. Yes, indeed. There's larceny in a lot of us, including the wealthy widow from Montana. It is an hour later, and our two conning companions are comparing notes. Stan, I don't have to tell you, when she had to go see the bank manager, I had all I could do from running out of there as fast as my legs would carry me. (laughs) Sure, there were only two good $500 bills in the package, and you were worried that you hadn't given those two good bills to her. Well, I know now the banks keep a record of anything as large as a $500 bill. And they would only change the bills for her personally. Mm. Anyway, here's what she gave me as security. Some pearls, an emerald bracelet, and some beautiful security. Is that all? This is worth a lot. June, figure this out for yourself. Maybe that's fifty or a hundred thousand dollars worth of pearls and emeralds here. You know what my friendly fence would give me for this? Maybe three thousand if he feels generous. For the forty-nine thousand dollars worth of counterfeit five C notes, I owe Jimmy two grand. Mm. Plus, I laid out one grand for two genuine five C notes. All right. Mm. So the scam so far cost three grand, not counting renting Jimmy's apartment, your motel room, food. So what's the profit, baby? Zero. What about the securities? What's the matter with you? Stan, you didn't answer me. What about the securities? What about them? What good are they? Well, I don't understand. That's the whole trouble. Dumb blondes don't understand. Look, every one of these has got to be co-signed by their owner, Mrs. Billy Worth. Every single one. Right now, they're only, only printed paper. Oh, I'm sorry. You ought to be. I took you in. I went over the whole deal with you. I taught you about bonds, about stocks, cash, jewels, paintings, everything. Months we work. Then you spot a mark and you show up with a handful of paper and hot jewels. Oh, Stan, don't be angry with me. You know I can't bear that. Look, business is business and fun is fun. Now, let's not confuse the two. All right. I made a mistake. What can I do now? Well, you better do a comeback. A comeback? Yeah. You go back to the mark and you say, it's not enough security. Then you get her signature on every bond and every stock certificate. You tell her you have to have at least 25000 in cash as security. Uh-huh. Cash. Can you spell that? Well, Stan, don't treat me like some dumb bunny off the streets. I deserve more than that. I know what you say to her. How can you be sure that she can absorb her part of the split without wising up the IRS? Her having an extra 25000 to declare as income is like you and me declaring an extra 25 cents. Yeah, but you don't know that. Play dumb. It should be a cinch. Stanley. Look, I'm not settling for this stuff. I'm disappointed in you, baby. Stanley. I told you I'd do a comeback. Well, hop to it then. And remember, get each of these signed where I put the X. And as much cash as you can. Cash. I will. Stan, you're not angry with me anymore, are you? No, I'm not. I'm crazy about you. Well, that's good. Because I did something else, and I don't want you to be angry with me about it. I gave Billy Worth your phone number... I told her it's where I lived. You did what? I had to. 
to make it seem all on the up and up. But this is Jimmy's apartment. Well, what could I do? Suppose she wants to call me. How could I explain I'm staying at a motel? And when I answer the phone, what am I, the butler? Well, maybe you could be the landlord. What's wrong, June? I didn't expect to see you so soon. How many days we gotta wait? Well, those securities you gave me, Billy, they've got to be signed. They aren't negotiable without your signature. It's as if you didn't trust me, and yet you expect me to trust you. Oh, of course, honey. Hey, you're getting good training at that bank. Well, and there's something else you could do, isn't there? Oh, you mean cash. Well, why not? After all, we're partners, and I've got 50000 of yours locked up. On Monday morning, we'll go to my bank, and I'll get you some of my collection of Uncle Sam's artwork. Monday morning? Okay, I guess, but how about signing these securities? You just leave everything right here and I'll sign them later. Oh, I can't do it now. I'm having lunch with a friend. I was just going out when you knocked on the door. You're going out? Billy, that isn't right. Uh, excuse me a second, honey. Hello? That's right. Tell him I'll be right down. That's my date, June. Now, am I the kind to take advantage I mean, just for the weekend, you, you got my pearls and the emeralds. Now, honey, you just stop by here Monday morning. I'll have all the security signed, and we'll go pick up some greenbacks. June, you're not angry with me, are you? We're partners. Not anymore, we're not. Now, whatever did she walk out on me like that for? Hey, where are my earrings? And the necklace? Don't believe it. Uncle Squatch, you Conroy. No. No. I said no. Oh, hi, Sergeant. What's on your mind? Make it short. Hey, you're always busy, Conroy. I had a phone call from a lady who knows someone who's been set up for a swindle. So she's downstairs now waiting to talk to us about this good friend of hers. Ah, meaning herself. What's her name? Mrs. Fred Worth, Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. I bet she's over 60. Well, you know her? Oh, I, I think I see our lady now. She decided not to wait. Are uh, you looking for the bunco squad? I sure am. Are you the sergeant I was talking to on the phone? Sergeant Lapento. Chief, this is Mrs. Fred Worth, Detective Conboy. Ah, uh, Mrs. Worth, uh, what's the problem? Uh, did you tell me that a friend of yours was being set up for a confidence scheme? I said that, yes. But it's not true. It's me. And I'm not sure there is a problem. Not one the police can solve. Uh, could you be a little clearer, Mrs. Uh, Worth? Suppose you start at the beginning. Well, I'll try. Now, the problem is my diamond ring. A pair of diamond earrings and a diamond necklace. They're missing from my apartment. Yeah, well, this is the Bunko Squad. We deal in cases where someone's been defrauded in a confidence scheme or pocketbook job. Uh, you want to file a complaint with a robbery unit. Uh, Sergeant LaPena, take Mrs. Worth over to Dr. Simmons. Now, I know the person who did it, you see. Uh, I'd like to help, but robbery is robbery, whether you know the perpetrator or not. You see, this is the age of uh, specialization, man. Uh, Sergeant, help Mrs. Worth swear out a complaint and have her fill out the usual form. Hey, 
Hey, Chief, it's the darnest thing. That lady, that Mrs. Worth, who came in this morning? Yeah? Well, Simmons was tied up, and I told her to wait. When I went to get her, she'd gone. Oh? Let me see the card. Oh, that Mrs. Worth. Oh, B. Lepinto, that's no crackpot complainer. <laughs> I hope she comes back. Huh? Billy Worth. Oh, this lady has all her marbles and diamonds the same size. I wonder why she decided not to file a complaint. Well, maybe she thought she could handle it better herself. You got a good thought there, Sarge. I bet you can. June, this isn't the way we operate. It's all supposed to be legit. Now, what have you done now? You've gone and lifted three big pieces of ice. Now, that's robbery, plain and simple. All we can do now is pack up and leave town. Mrs. Worth is going to report the theft she probably already has. Well, suppose I go back and threaten her. With what? Having 49,000 counterfeit bills in a bank box. Now, what would you do if she says you gave them to her? Look, June, just forget it. Hmm? Leave the ice here. When you go to your motel and wait, pull the shades and don't answer the door. i got to figure this out. Are we washed up? Just stay out of the way. That's all I ask. You don't understand what happened. She made me so mad. She wouldn't sign the securities. She had some lunch date, and she practically pushed me out the door. Listen to me, June. You can't lose your cool on these jobs. No emotions. No getting sore at the marks. Now, will you go and fast? I don't see why you're so Look, you cased this pigeon, and I told you what to say. We rehearsed every line. I played the part of the bank president. We went over and over it. And what's the result? You go right back to being a $2.98 shoplifter that you were when I first met you. Stan, that's a rotten... I thought you loved me. It's got nothing to do with business. You're a beautiful girl. Right now, I don't need a beautiful girl. I need somebody I can rely on. Okay. Is that all? I'll call you at the motel when I got this thing figured out. Stan, I'm sorry. Sure, sure, you're sorry. I'm sorry, too. Just my luck to find myself stuck with a don't dumb say it. blonde. I hate you when you say things like that. I'm no dumber than anyone else and a lot smarter than some. Stan, why do you make me so mad? I'll tell you something, kid. I agree with you. It's me that's the stupid one. How I ever thought we could do business together, I must have been out of my mind. So the diamonds are hot. So what? They're still diamonds. Maybe. Let me have a closer look. You never know. But the diamonds have got to be real. Whatever would Billy Worth be doing with paste? He that steals for others will be hanged for himself, says our good friend Ben Franklin which can also mean there's no love or honor among thieves. And also, don't be too sure the wealthy widow from Montana isn't able to handle this herself. She might be just smart enough to cheat the cheaters. We shall see when I return shortly with Act Three.
that June Henderson has failed her education in the art of chicanery. Although she has been tried and tutored in the tricks of deception and guile, her Fagan, one Stanley, no last name on record, is afraid she has endangered the entire crooked con. And so, he decides to take over the golden fleecing himself. Arriving at Mrs. Billy Worth's apartment house on Fifth Avenue, he rings her from the lobby. Yes? Uh, Mrs. Worth? Yes? Mrs. Fred Worth? Well, I said yes. Mrs. Worth, this is Detective Harris from the precinct. We picked up a young lady who had some jewelry she claims belongs to you. May I come up and have you identify it? Certainly. I'll have the door open. Mrs. Worth, my badge and ID. Oh, that's all right. You, uh, you said you found some jewels of mine? Well, actually, we didn't find them. A young lady came to the station house and said she'd found them in a taxi and could we locate the owner and return them. Uh, fortunately, the pearls were in a case with the store name imprinted inside, so it was just a question of time before your husband was identified as the purchaser many years ago. Uh, is he, uh... He's dead. Oh, my condolences. That's all right. He's been dead for two years. I'm also going to show you this choker of emeralds. Is it yours? Why, yes, it is. Well, I didn't even know it was missing. You lost these emeralds in a taxi, and you didn't know you'd lost them? That's not exactly what I mean. What do you mean? I mean, I, I didn't remember I had them on that day. Could you tell me what day that was, Mrs. Worth? Oh, uh, no, let me think. And uh, while you're thinking, take a look at these uh, pearls. They are yours, aren't they? They sure are. Thank you very much, Detective uh, uh, Harris. Actually, however, they, they weren't the jewels I reported stolen down at the precinct. Which precinct was that? The one around the corner from here. Well, what jewels did you report missing? Well, I was going to report some diamonds. Necklace, earrings, and so on, but I never did make a formal complaint. I just left my name. And you talked to who? The Bunko Squad. A Chief Conroy. Oh, yes, Conroy. Well, we're taking over the whole case now. Oh, I wouldn't want to get anyone in trouble. My dear lady, you're the one who's in trouble. As I understand it, you were party to a fraud. A fraud? I am? How? Receiver of stolen goods. In this case, $50,000. But, but the bank president said we could have it in... 30 days. Was it your money? Well, no. And why didn't you make a formal report on the disappearance of a pair of diamond earrings, a diamond ring, and a diamond necklace? Were they stolen goods, too? Of course not. Besides, I know who took them. Does it make sense to you that suddenly valuable jewelry is missing? You know the culprit and you do nothing? It was that girl. I was so angry at her. She wanted me to sign some securities, and I said, couldn't it wait till Monday? And after she'd gone, the diamond jewelry had gone, too. Your telephone's ringing. I know that. I don't wish to talk to anyone. Could it be that girl, June Henderson? I guess you know everything, Detective Harris. Pretty much. All right, I'll answer that. Well, now it's stopped. I'm afraid you're in hot water, Mrs. Worth. It's really a pity someone as prominent in the community as yourself. I don't know what possessed me. I haven't any more use for an extra 25000 than the man in the moon. Mr. Worth, I suggest you pack a few necessities, toothbrush and so on, in case they wish to hold you for further questioning overnight. You mean you're taking me in? Oh, 
you can't do that. Well, it'll be the end of everything Fred worked for. I'm the head of all these companies. It'll be ruined just because of one silly, small mistake. I think you'd have a hard time convincing a jury that $50,000 was a small mistake. Now, uh, where did you say this 50000 is placed? At my bank. In my safe deposit box. You have only one such box? I do now. Took everything out of all the others. All right. First off, let's go see that 50000 Oh, I wish I'd never laid my eyes on it in the first place. Here it is, right on top. Mm-hmm. Now, you claim this money was given you to hold by Miss Henderson? It's true. Is there any other cash or bills here? Of course there is. Taxes have been paid on all this, I presume. Detective Harris, what am I being accused of? We'll have to take all this money down to headquarters so you can make a statement that it belongs to you. Well, who else does it belong to? Over the years, my husband has given me twenty or 30000 at a time. Well, it'll have to be turned over to the property clerk. As for the 50000 let me show you something. Whose portrait is that on these $500 bills? Benjamin Harrison, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, I'm not very good at remembering faces. Unfortunately for you, Benjamin Franklin's portrait only appears on $100 bills. Now, please watch what I'm doing. I'm taking all the packets of bills and placing them in my pocket. Now, you may have these jewelry items back. If the department needs them, they know where they are. Detective Harris, I... I really don't feel very well. Would you excuse me for a moment? Certainly. Uh, will you have the bank guard take away your box? I'll wait for you here. Uh, Charles. Uh, Ma'am? Here's my key. Uh, Would you put this away, please? I'm just going to wash my hands. Uh, Charles, may I ask you something? Hmm? Did you ever meet Mr. Worth while he was alive? Yes, I did, sir. He'd come down to the vaults with Mrs. Worth. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you suppose Mrs. Worth is all right? I think we've been waiting about ten minutes now. Uh, I was wondering that, too. I suppose I get one of the female employees to come down and see if she can find her. Dan, I'm so glad to see you. I didn't think I'd be seeing you this soon. You're not mad at me anymore? I wanted you to see how a professional works, baby. Hmm? Check those envelopes on the table. There's about a million dollars in negotiable money right there. Real money, good money. Feast your eyes. Gifts over the years from Fred to Billy. And today, from Billy to Stanley. How did you get it? By letting her scoot off and wash her hands and duck out some back way at her bank, thinking she was escaping the cops. But I got Jimmy's counterfeit 49000 from her first. Dan, you're wonderful. A million. How much of that is for me? We'll see, little chicken. We'll see. <laughs> I'll tell you what I will do. I'm going to make you a gift of all the diamond jewelry that you grabbed that day. There you are. Oh. It's all yours. Well, Stan, maybe we ought to sell it. What am I, an Indian giver? The sparklers are yours, honey. It's my present to you. Now, get yourself packed, stay in the motel, and meet me at 9 o'clock at the bus terminal by the ice cream counter. Oh, darling, where are we going? South. Have ourselves a little vacation. 
That may be Jimmy wanting his money for lending us the bait. Hello? May I talk to June? June? Who is this? The landlord? Oh, uh, <clears throat> yes, yes, she's here. Uh, hold on a moment, will you? June, uh, it's for you. It's the mark. Hello? June? It's Billy. Something very important has just come up. I, I think you'd better meet me. Where? When? Well, let's make it that park bench. You know the one. Better come right away. I'll be right there. Everything's going to be all right, isn't it, Stan? We're not going to get caught or anything. Look, she doesn't connect you with me. She thinks Detective Harris has checked all her cash with the property clerk. Mm -hmm. Now, you go see her. That way we'll know her plans. If you don't, she may get wise, and the first thing you know, they'll be looking for a beautiful blonde in all 50 states. Hello, Jimmy. Stan. Now, listen, I'm blowing town. No, 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 the blonde girl didn't work out. Yeah, she was stupid. Would you believe it, Jimmy, the mark passed off paste diamonds on her? Yes, paste. Now, look, I'm ducking, see? I told her I'd meet her tonight at the bus terminal at 9 p.m., but I won't be there. Yeah. Look, Jimmy, I got all your engravings back. Mm-hmm. Can you meet me in an hour? Three o'clock at the terminal? All right, make it four o'clock, then. I want to pay you and catch the next bus for Canada. At the ice cream counter. June, over here. Billy. Oh, honey. I'm in lots of trouble. You were in it with me. I am? How? That money you found? It's all fake. All of it. How did you find out? A detective came to see me, a Lieutenant Harris. He had me in a spot. He said there was Benjamin Franklin's picture on the $500 bills. He was going to take me in, but I got away. Honey, what are we going to do? I don't know. You don't know? June, I trusted you. Why did you take my diamond earrings and the ring and the necklace? What? I thought you were really bright. It bothered me to find out you were just a small-time chiseler. What diamonds? <laughs> you may well ask. Because they're not diamonds. They're all paste. Why, anyone who knows the first thing about Blue Hearts knows that. They're fake. Oh, great gophers, you didn't know? Now, don't tell me he gave them to you as your share. Who gave me what? Oh, boy, honey, have you been had. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly. But you didn't think I knew. June, you are talking to a woman who was married to the last of the true blue real American robber barons. How do you think Fred Worth ever got to the top? By climbing over everyone else. By cheating the cheaters. This adventure with you? <laughs> it's my own fault. What is? Like I told you. I wanted excitement. Had kind of an idea you were trying to pull the old pocketbook job. But I was having so much fun, I went right along with it. Oh, it was like going to the movies. A very old movie. Why would you have fake diamonds? It doesn't... Make sense? Sure it does. That way I wouldn't mind losing them. I'm going to level with you, June. Your partner thinks he took clean money from me. But the bunco squad of every number of every bill. You're in with the cops? Calling the bank president wasn't a bad idea. 
But I just got you on the phone, and the same voice said, Hold on a moment, will you? He sure got nerve. I'll say that for him. What are you going to do? Well, I don't have to do anything. Hey, how about we get ourselves some ice cream from that card? Ice cream? Oh, oh no, no, I, I can't stay. Now, you weren't planning on meeting up with him and beating it out of town, were you? He's going to get away with it? Now tell me, honey, just between us gals, has he played straight with you? Can you trust a man like that? I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're not a dumb bunny. You're educated. I can tell. And did you ever think of going straight? Goodbye, Billy. I've got to go. Now, you haven't cheated anyone out of their life savings yet. Why is that cow hand so great you want to spend your life chasing and being chased? A smart girl like you could make a good living by the books. Now, honey, you think about it. Goodbye, Billy. Oh, now, don't think I held out on you. I'll tell you what I do know about your friend Stanley. He's not going to meet you at 9 o'clock tonight. His phone is tapped? Not only the phone. We've been staking out that place for a long time. The cops ain't done, you know. I don't know what to do. Your boyfriend will be at the bus terminal all right. But not at nine to meet up with you. He'll be there in 20 minutes to take care of business and head straight for Canada on the first bus out. No, I don't believe you. I got it straight from Conroy, the Bunker Squad. He knows Stanley's every move. Now, honey, you don't think the law is going to let Mark money disappear, do you? <laughs> Take it from a woman who knows how to rope him and tie him. Any man who could deceive his partner with paste diamonds ain't worth frying an egg for. I couldn't trust him. They picked up Stanley and Jimmy the counterfeiter at four o'clock. They never caught up with June. She watched the ice cream counter from a phone booth at the bus terminal from 9 o'clock till midnight. But Stanley never showed up. How could he? He was, as Billy Worth would have said, in the Huskow. And June's never been seen since. Maybe she's gone straight? Anything's possible. I'll be back shortly. recorded history. I'm told they discovered loaded dice in one of the tombs of ancient Egypt. Did the pharaohs cheat, or were they cheated? Are you an easy mark, or do you have the sense to know nobody hands you nothing for nothing? Don't be gulled into believing you can pyramid yourself a fortune, or that an honest man can't be deceived. He certainly can. Who said that? Why, our old friend Ben Franklin. Who else? Our cast included Jennifer Harmon, Joan Shea, Mandel Kramer, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. 
Until next time, pleasant dreams.